welcome to the Clifford Chance Careers Podcast. In this series, we as the UK REACH Network, the firm's network for advancing race equality and celebrating heritage, aim to celebrate and highlight the cultures that make us who we are and that shape the diversity of experiences and voices at Clifford Chance. In this episode, we'll be focusing on the Islamic celebration of Eid al-Adha, which is the second of two major holidays celebrated worldwide each year. I'm Maxine Pidell, and I'm the Resource and Business Process Manager for London Litigation and Real Estate here at Clifford Chance, and a member of the UK REACH Steering Committee. In this episode, I'm pleased to be speaking to two members of our Clifford Chance Islamic community, one of a number of affinity groups here at Clifford Chance. Firstly, Faiza Taylor, an associate from our London corporate M&A practice. Welcome, Faiza, and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Maxine. I'm, I'm glad to be um, here participating. And also joining us is Asna Khan, a communications and marketing specialist from our New York office. Asna, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Maxine. Really happy to be here. So, Faiza, if you could kindly introduce yourself to our audience. Sure, uh, sure, Maxine. I'm a lawyer in the London public M&A team. I qualified in 2019, so it's been just over a year. And um, before that, I trained at Clifford Chance as well. So altogether, probably been at, been at Clifford Chance almost about three years now. Um, since I've qualified, I've kind of I've been quite busy. Um, I helped out on project Naples, which was a defense of a hostile takeover under the um, takeover code. I assisted on the recapitalization of Thomas Cook last year, and I've also been on a client secondment to, to Johnson Massey, one of our FTSE 100 clients. So it's been a bit of a varied year, but definitely one of the kind of definite perks of Clifford Chance in that you get to kind of experience so many different things and help develop your career so much. So it's been a really good year in that sense. Sounds great. Thank you. Um, and Asna? So I've been with the firm now for um, five years this week. So I'm very excited about that. I'm one third of the communications team here in New York. Um, and I started my career um, five years ago as the business development admin, and I've kind of worked in different roles on the business development side, um, had a short stint with events, um, and now I'm uh, part of the communications team, and I, I do, you know, internal, external, and um, social media. So that's, that's my key spot. Wow. Another varied role. Um, so I'm very keen to know more about Eid al-Adha. Could you tell us a little bit more uh, what it is and when it's celebrated, Faiza? Sure. Um, so like you said earlier, Eid al-Adha is the, it's the second Eid in the Islamic calendar. The first is um, Eid al-Fitr, which is the Eid that's celebrated at the end of Ramadan, which um, some people might be aware it's, it's when Muslims fast for a whole month. So this is the second Eid. And... It's, we, we celebrate it to kind of honor the commitment of the Prophet Ibrahim, which is the Prophet Abraham, um, and his his kind of willingness to, to sacrifice his, who, uh, his only son at the time, which to us, I think, kind of still seems a little crazy, and we can't really imagine it, but he was prepared to carry it out, and 
as that kind of reward for that dedication, um, God kind of moved his son aside and, and replaced it with a lamb that was sacrificed. So this Eid is very much about understanding that kindness, that, that, that devotion, that kind of mercy of God, but also um, kind of sharing that with, with the community and, and um, kind of being with one another. So we, what Muslims do is they um, arrange for a sacrifice to happen and the meat is then shared between um, the the family, the, the friends of the family, relatives, and then between the poor and needy as well. So it's much more of a kind of spiritual celebration of kind of steadfastness and commitment rather than the kind of the relief that comes at the end of the Eid, um, at, at the end of Ramadan, which is a much more kind of um, food-orientated celebration, I'd say, and when it's celebrated, is it, so it's celebrated on the 10th of Zulhijjah, which is the last month of the Islamic calendar. And it's always on that date. But um, as some people might be aware, um, the Islamic calendar is a lunar calendar. So in the West, where we have the Gregorian calendar, it actually ends up coming a little bit earlier um, each time of the year. So that's why I think sometimes it can be a little confusing for people because it never seems to be around the same time. So it tends to kind of be two weeks earlier um, each year. Thank you. I'm learning a lot already. Um, <laughs> Asna, um, why is it such an important celebration building on, on what Fiesa said with the uh, Islamic community? Yeah, I mean, Fiesa gave such an excellent summary. But <laughs> one of the, I think, um, so Eid al-Adha is actually, it's known as the greater of the two Eids. And, um, you know, growing up, uh, you know, my parents always told us that this Eid was actually, you know, more um, kind of held a, a deeper significance um, than Eid al-Fitr even. Um, and Faiza mentioned uh, the aspect of community. And I think that is one of the most important kind of tenets of this particular holiday and you know when obviously the the sacrifice um that families do um that meat is then distributed to um you know the needy and your families your friends and also you keep a little bit for yourself so it really is this reflection and this partaking in the community um it's remembering mm -hmm. those who may not have as much as you know you have um and it's uh, really an opportunity to kind of reflect on that um, and then to take some take some action and, and you know, really come together um, with your friends and your family. Um, so celebrations, let's talk about that. Um, how do you celebrate it? And does, does everyone celebrate it in the same way? Faiza? So I think, I, I imagine because Muslims are made up of so many different cultures from around the world, um, people probably don't celebrate it in exactly the same way. But so I'm from a South Asian background. So I'm, I'm my parents are both Indian. Um, in in that sense, I think we have this kind of combination of where in Indian culture, family is so important, and then you have these celebrations within Islam, um, like uh, Asna said, where there, there is this kind of focus on community, and so. Um, the way we celebrate it and the way I celebrate it, there's, there's a huge focus on kind of getting together with your family um, and, and your friends. And we generally have like a really big lunch um, where you kind of eat some of the meat that, that, that was sacrificed. So 
and you also obviously have other food as well and there's often kind of lots of sweet foods as, as, as a celebration as well and it's really nice to just kind of see everyone and and be with everyone and you kind of just have a very just kind of peaceful joyous vibe in that sense and it's it's always kind of a very relaxed day in that sense and I, I guess what would be kind of common for everyone if uh, where people are celebrating um, kind of across the world is there's this kind of focus on being clean and, and being in your best clothes and kind of putting your best foot forward in in that sense in in celebrating um, this special day. Thank you. Um, Asna, is there a particular memory related to these celebrations that, you know, that's vivid for you or that you remember the most? every time when you think about this particular celebration? Absolutely. So I actually grew up um, in New York, but I was born in Pakistan and uh, most of my family is still back there. So as a child, I would actually, um, you know, we would, we would go on vacation. And one time we were there during Eid al-Adha and, you know, the things that, I, that we did were, you know, uh, in the evening after kind of the day celebrations were over and the sacrifice portion of the day was over, you know, you would barbecue on the rooftops of your, um, you know, home uh, with your family and you would kind of partake in the meat that was, you know, sacrificed that day. Um, but even before the actual celebration, um, one thing that's very common in Pakistan is that you go and you um, buy leading up to um, the month leading up to Eid, you go out and you kind of, uh, you get animals. So you get either, you know, goats or, or cows and you bring them into your home and you care for them um, for a period of months or weeks. And I absolutely love that as a, as a, as a kid, because we had these, um, you know, we had these like goats and, and cows, like kind of just outside the house and we would feed them and we would bathe them and we would take care of them. And so it was just like, um, you know, having that uh, growing up was just um, something so interesting and, you know, something obviously that you cannot, I don't think can experience in the States unless you, um, you know, live on a, on a farm. So certainly not something you can experience in New York City. And Faiza, um, what about you? Is there a particular memory that, that you, you, you know, that's most vivid for you? Yeah, sure. I just want to comment on what Asna said. That sounds actually incredible because when you're learning about Eid and when you're a kid and you learn so much about kind of how you're supposed to kind of treat the animals and and learn to kind of care for them and, and like all the kind of build up t towards the sacrifice. But I, I was kind of born and raised in the UK, so I never really saw that side of it. You'd kind of have the sacrifice be arranged, but that sounds like an incredible experience. And it sounds like you can kind of be much closer to the kind of that spiritual side of it. So a little bit jealous of, of, of that sort of experience. <laughs> Um, but my my kind of most memorable e definitely has to be the fact that I I was able to actually participate in Hajj last year, and um, what we kind of um, haven't mentioned is that part of what this Eid is is it falls within the five days of Hajj, which is the annual pilgrimage that Muslims take um, to uh, Mecca in Saudi Arabia and and to, to Mecca and Medina um, in in particular, and there's such a kind of it's something that Muslims from all, all over the world normally would would kind of go and partake in and last year I was able to, to go and Eid falls on the day where 
you um, you enter a kind of spiritual in the days in the days leading up to Hajj, and then on the first day of Hajj, you enter um, a, a kind of spiritual state where like certain acts are restricted to you, and um, you you kind of have to be um, in like special clothing and things like that. And um, Eid is then the day that then you can then come out of that state um, after your sacrifice has um, has been carried out, and that day being. I think at the kind of the center of the Islamic world and having people like Muslims just from genuinely all over the world, people from all different backgrounds, all different skin colors, just people from all different kind of walks of life, just standing right alongside you. Um, it was a, such a sense of unity um, that you feel with kind of all of these people. And it's that community that, that we grow up learning about and the importance of, of community that we kind of talk about a lot. You kind of just feel it all in that moment. And I think that's something that I don't think I'll ever be able to forget. Um, it's just really kind of memorable and, and really unforgettable, to be to be honest. Um, I just want to say thank you both for, for sharing such personal stories with us. <laughs> I mean, both sound incredible in their own way. Um, so thank you. Um, my final question, um, and it it wouldn't be quite right at this point in time with what's going on for me, uh, not to mention COVID-19, the disruptor, mm. um, and how it's impacted um, the celebration of Eid al-Adha and how have people adapted to that um, this year? Um, Asna? So I think for us in New York, um, I think Rose will definitely be scaling back um, celebrations with their with their family and our friends and so we'll probably be doing you know just a small celebration at home um and then in terms of uh you know Pfizer just mentioned um Hajj I think um you know in in Saudi I don't think the full Hajj is being um well Hajj is going on but usually you know people from all over the world are able to partake and I have family members who are very much looking forward to attending this year that's not happening um you know for the for the sake of covid uh precautions so i think um you know celebrations will will be going ahead um sacrifices will will still be happening um they'll just look a little bit look a little bit different this year um you know i've donated money to um islamic charities instead of having it arranged um in in pakistan so that you know we can um kind of not have to um, be exposed to uh, COVID as much, um, but I think many people are kind of taking taking that route. Um, so uh, sadly, that brings us to the end of this um, rather insightful podcast. Um, thank you both so much for your time, for the interesting discussion um, around um, Islam and your celebrations. Um, you've been listening to the Clifford Chance Celebrating Culture podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel to stay up to date on future episodes coming soon. If you would like to know more about our UK Reach Network and the Clifford Chance Islamic community, you can visit our inclusion and diversity pages at our website at cliffordchance.com.